seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill of WB Material Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. Welcome to our podcast, guys. So we're here to talk to you. We threw Alicia off there. I was waiting for her. She was looking at me like waiting for me to introduce her so she could introduce Nicole. Right. So we have a guest with us today. She's not really a guest. She's kind of like, I don't know, that person who just shows up now because she's been on the podcast so many times. What number are we up to now? Uh, I think this makes an official four. Uh, right. I think I might need to work a little harder, though, to stay ahead. Uh, Bob Salvis is going to be upset mm-hmm. about this. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Nicole Eller, formerly of Ginger Green, but now my business partner, partner in crime, whatever you want to say, of the Spark Social. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Alicia. It's a pleasure to be here again. Awesome. <laughs> so we're here to talk to you about, of course, social media marketing. <laughs> Surprise. I was going to say, would it be anything other than that? No. Uh, <laughs> Not if you want us to stay on track. <laughs> and so, even then, it's I was going to say, even then, we it's have questionable. A, we have a prayer staying on track already. Mm, <laughs> we're already off in left field, guys. So, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Nicole. Would you like to read the title of today's podcast, please? <laughs> oh, making me do this. All right, excellent. So, um, we are going to talk about the STDs of social media marketing. And you may all be wondering what that means. We're going to be t- uh, taking a look at the stats trend. Trends ooh, and data of social media marketing in 2019. Now we had a in a previous podcast we had a discussion about the correct pronunciation of data. Is it data or data? Do you know? I don't. I go with whatever feels right at the moment, and occasionally I will think back to a particular Star Trek episode if I need to. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Star Trek was mentioned yeah, in the yeah, last. Yeah. See, I told you that was the, that was the pivot point. <laughs> so statistics. Trends. Trends and data. And okay, data. that's yes. what we're covering today. All right, good. Yes. I'm so, on board. So the stats, we can start with that because we just really want to outline a few things that we see statistics relevant to what's happening with the social media landscape at this time. Social media is always changing. And then we'll get into the trends that we're seeing more and more marketers use that we use for our clients and some predictions we have. And then the data is basically... What, how are those trends affecting us? You know, what are we mm-hmm. seeing? What's working? Not so much the analytical data, but just how are we seeing these uh, trends play out for our clients and other marketers right now? Mm-hmm. So some stats. So some quick stuff about social media. 73% of marketers believe social media marketing has been somewhat effective or very effective for them. I think that stat just lays it out that social media is here to stay. It's not going to change. Landscape mm-hmm. will, but social media is here. Two hours and 22 minutes is spent per day, per person on social media networks. We are an unproductive society, people. (laughs) That is what that stat says to me. (laughs) And roughly two-thirds of Americans have a Facebook. Now, going on to Instagram, Mm -hmm. even though Facebook is a huge player right now, Instagram is the fastest-growing social media profile, I believe, still, with 4.2 billion posts per day, 95 million posts per 
let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. 4.2 likes per day and 95 million posts per day. Is that correct? 4.2 billion likes per day. Yeah. Billions. Yeah, definitely not 4.2. Just, you know, end of story. (laughs) That number seems low. Yeah. And I actually, um, (laughs) I also wanted to mention that within those two hours and 22 minutes, we're actually doing about 300 feet of scrolling a day. So in feet. terms of just sitting there, scrolling through your social media with your thumbs, we are doing about 300 feet of scrolling. I have so the strongest my, thumbs in the world. <laughs> yeah, my thumbs went, isn't that the length of a football field? 300 feet? Yeah. No, yeah, sorry. No yeah, 100 idea. yards. Yeah, yeah. greater feet, yeah. Your so, thumbs went a whole football field through yeah. the, that is insane, And you it? tracked it on your Fitbit? <laughs> Maybe, I'll have to Only ask my husband. Only if you shake your arm like this as you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So, wow. This is how your customers are spending their time exactly. in, at a high level. But if we go granular, we can look at the social media channels and the trends we see. So Instagram is one of them. Mm-hmm. Bots is another. And there's some data to back that up. So Instagram, what else? And then LinkedIn. You have some really good stats about LinkedIn, Nicole. Yeah. So um, LinkedIn has uh, one of the widest reaching of all of the social media sites. It is um, 70% of the users are actually outside the U.S., So if you do any sort of um, global marketing, especially B2B, that's a space you really need to consider and you really need to be in. In terms of monthly users, you're looking at 260 million. So each month, 260 million people are going on there and figuring out how to use it, how to build relationships, and also how to make a lot of noise. Wow. Yep. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Pinterest is another one. We don't really talk about that so much today, but... uh, we do talk about bots a little bit today as mm-hmm. a trend. So I just wanted to, not everyone is a fan of a bot. However, some of the stats that are out there revolving bots. And so what I'm talking about when I say bot are chat bots. And these are key for social media because while we still need to have a conversation with our consumers, chat bots enable us to speed up that process. And if you're not instantly available, the chat bot can get someone to the point before they're talking to a customer service rep. So some of the stats, uh, about 67% of consumers worldwide have used a chatbot for customer support in the past year, year, and 85% of all customers' interactions will be handled without a human agent by 2020. 40% of consumers don't really care whether it's a chatbot or a real human, as long as it gets them the help they need. So I think some of the bad experiences we've seen with chatbots is just marketers not doing their job because the chatbots aren't getting them, you know, the information they need. Because I, I know some people have said they've had bad experiences with chatbots and that's led to them, you know, being viewed unfavorably. But if you get what you need from a chatbot. Mm. So what what can go wrong with a chat chatbot experience? So like if you're not getting the right options, because it takes a while to be intuitive to see what the user is going to you know want to do. So say you go into a chatbot and you have three options, but you want a fourth option. So you type in and then the chatbot doesn't react, react correctly because mm-hmm. it wasn't programmed. And the user's like, I want to talk to someone now. There should be an option where that's boom, instantly connecting them to a human. Right. It's just like when you, it's almost like the equivalent of calling in on the 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. Those are I guess those are like the old school chatbots in a way. It's like press one if you want this, press one if oh, you want the phone that. phone trees, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Get lost in forever. Chatbots right. are basically set up by humans and we can only do, we can only. Intuit so much. Yeah, yeah. we can only <laughs> predict the mm-hmm. user. And so as we go, we can change those bots though on the fly and get that feedback and good marketers should be doing that. So 
they do save businesses money. And there are some stats that I can post about that as well. We see them work in the travel, education, healthcare, finance, and real estate fields really well right now. Mm-hmm. So, And then the other trend that we wanted to touch on today is influencer marketing. And so if you're not familiar with that, that's hiring somebody to, in, it's kind of celebrity endorsement, uh, spokesperson. Mm-hmm. It's bringing it down to a local level, right? Or yeah. just oh, somebody yeah. who's more authentic and like a real person. I mean, usually it's hyper local. So you get somebody who, um, you know, people in your area might know and interact with. And there's more of that opportunity to actually see them in their space, where whether it's like where they live or their region or whatever. Can you give us a couple of examples? Because I, I hear influencers a lot, yeah. I mean, that term a lot, but I'm not quite sure I understand the difference between paid celebrity endorsement. An influencer. Well, generally, if you're talking about somebody who's an influencer, they're not a celebrity in their own right. So they didn't become famous through another way. Um, Though that being said, there are plenty of celebrities out there that blur the line. Um, And so they may be considered celebrities now. Um, But some of those like hyper local influencers locally, we have um, a couple people that we know, uh, and especially in the food industry who um, I would consider uh, local influencers. There's um, Rhode Island Vegan. Yeah, you could be a food influencer, you could be a mommy blogger, you could be a entrepreneur who is influencing other mm-hmm. other business owners. So how, how does someone become an influencer? Is it something that they initiate or is it like how organic is it? I mean, you really, you have to... You have to have a platform, so you have to have something that you're presenting to people, some reason for them to buy into, um, whether it's your belief about a particular product or a belief system around food, around uh, retail, uh, any number of things. Um, fitness is a big one. Yep, fitness. Makeup. And then, yeah, and then and then you just you have to be somebody that people want to listen to. If you're not somebody that people want to listen to, they're going to tune out. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's about understanding. It's still marketing at its deepest level. And it's very so. powerful marketing. And I don't want to get too off track, but if you want to see the power of influencer marketing and how it can be used incorrectly, just watch the Fire Festival documentaries. Mm, yeah. And so the not to go too far off topic again, but the background on the influencers was that they basically marketed this music festi- festival with influencer marketing, no traditional marketing, and they used models and just Instagram influencers to build up the hype around this whole mm-hmm. event. So that, and they sold their event out. The event right. went horribly. I don't want to, spoiler alert, I guess, but <laughs> I power, think everybody knows by now what happened with Fire Festival. Right. So, <laughs> influencer marketing led to that whole event taking place. They didn't do any paid social, they didn't do any traditional. They produced like a video, mm. but the video was just featuring the um, influencers. Right, right. So, power of influencer marketing right there. Mm-hmm. And it's authentic, it's real. Yeah. You're, well, when you're marketing something, that's actually a good thing. <laughs> right. But. Yeah. You can do good things with that. Right. And then a stat on that is 39% of marketers in 2018 were increasing their budget for influencer marketing. And the average marketing company in 2018 was planning on spending $25,000 to $100,000 on influencer marketing for the year. Wow. Yeah. So it's a small number, but it's it gives it gives a kind of like that supporting trend some credit that mm-hmm. money is being spent all right so getting into the uh, the trends of social media marketing is, as this uh, you know as we move forward 
again, we're still very much uh, all about the gram. That's when we talk to people, especially people who are younger. <laughs> First older people, can you explain gram? <laughs> Thank you. All about the gram. All about the gram. It's got nothing to do with drugs, right? I was going to say, it sounds like a drug deal to me, but... Yeah, no, I mean, it's just... I was thinking graham cracker. That would be my... Because we just had some more this weekend. It's all about the gram and the juice box. Can you tell it's close to lunchtime? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Bill likes Instagram. You're you're in a visual field, so you use it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a fan of Instagram, mm-hmm. especially. It seems like more and more people are going to Instagram for the visual stuff than Facebook. Yeah. So when you say that exactly one happening. of the trends is it's all about the Instagram, it's all about, yeah. does that mean that it's the fastest growing platform, or what's yeah. the trend? Um, so it is. It is the fastest growing platform right now, and has remained uh, so for the last, I would say, at least the last two years. Um, oh, so. Okay. We're seeing more, um, more and more the younger generations uh, going to Instagram rather yep. than going to Facebook. And what is Agreed. the data telling you about that trend? Um, that uh, that it's not a trend that's going to stop anytime soon. I, I feel agree. like it's going to start to catch up to Facebook. Facebook is leveling out. I mean, when you grow so quickly, so you know, so much, so quickly, mm-hmm. you're going to plateau. You're going to plateau. And so Instagram is catching up. Will something eventually, you know, take? over in terms of where Facebook was? If so, I think it's Instagram. Yeah. That's my prediction on that. Yeah. I mean, we know that uh, Zuckerberg is a shrewd businessman, so I don't think he bought Instagram for no reason. (laughs) Right. And so Snapchat would be the equivalent of Instagram, but Instagram is, you know, really raising the bar on what the functionality is on Mm -hmm. the platform, both from a business perspective, but from the user side. And Mm -hmm. this is a trend we're seeing with the stories. Instagram TV competes with you. I think it could compete Compete. with YouTube eventually. Yeah, Yeah. I don't, I I gotta be honest. I don't ever see only, the only reason I don't ever see it actually taking over YouTube Mm -hmm. is the whole, um, landscape. Mm. I'm not landscape, portrait portrait only. That's true. People still want the actual video experience. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it could take over YouTube, but I think it's just a like a comparable like yeah place to compete where where video would be living. I I don't disagree. I'm just or it could die completely. I think (laughs) Instagram TV. (laughs) I think right now there haven't been enough people adopting it yet, and I don't see that jumping right now. I'm hoping it will, but Mm -hmm. I I just don't. Yeah, I mean Google tried to go head to head with Facebook, and look what happened to them. They lost Google Plus. The Google Plus pages. Instagram could lose to YouTube, but it's it remains to be seen. I think I think YouTube has too solid of a foothold right now to for Instagram to take over. I mean I mean it could, but Mm -hmm. I don't see it. I well, think Instagram stories, though, have a... Agreed. Snapchat a, uh, killer. Yeah, Snapchat killer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because you're talking about very different user interfaces. You know? Absolutely. So you've got Snapchat where one, you know, beyond just Instagram stories being, you know, the competitor to Snapchat, Snapchat changed everything, mm-hmm. you know, at, overnight. And so you have a lot of people like myself who were like, well, now I don't really want to use this because... You know, it, it, they moved everything around. And I mean, you know, I can go with, I can run with change. That's fine. But when you do it to me overnight and then I don't download the app again because <laughs> I get mm. a new phone, I'm not yeah. coming back. Now sure. I use Stories. Sure. Yeah. So, um, and Stories is, is very similar to Snapchat. So yes. That's like it's, yeah. Plus I, Instagram Stories allow you to market your business where Snapchat, it's a little harder absolutely. to do that. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I have a question for Nicole. So we're, you know, sort of inside... Uh, all of this and Mm -hmm. you guys specifically with social media. So I'm thinking about, you know, a typical small business owner Mm -hmm. and we're talking about trends in social media. So number one, why is it would be important for a small business owner to follow any kind of trends in social media? And the second part of that question is, 
like where did they focus? Because there's they have mm-hmm. so much going on. Right. I mean, it, they only have so much spare time or, or time that they can devote to social media. So, right. what you know, why follow a trend? And if so, what's the strategy there? So I think it depends uh, hugely on who you are and what you do. So what what are you selling? What are you marketing? You know, what's what kind of small business are you? Um, if you are in a market to um, you know sell to millennials, you need to be on Instagram. Facebook is fine, and from many perspectives, it will work for you. Um, but your millennial market is hanging out on Instagram. That's where they're you know consuming their content, whether it's you know the Instagram feed, the stories, or you know IGTV. That's, that's where they're hanging out. And okay. then, you know, if you're talking about the why, so if, if you're marketing on Instagram, the reason that you need to be using both the feed and stories is because they serve two different purposes. So the, the, the general feed, you know, which is the scrolling, that is usually, you know, you want a really nice eye-catching photo and a great caption that tells you or tells the user something about your business and who you are and, you know, why you, sort of your brand story space. And then when you go to your stories, you know, sorry to confuse all the language, but (laughs) then when you go up to your stories, um, and I say that because the uh, stories rest at the top of the screen, that's your space to really uh, sort of give a behind the scenes image. It's a little less formal, a little less um, curated. It can be very loose. You can kind of do what you want with it. And because it only lasts for 24 hours, so it's 24 hours and then it's gone and you can put the best pieces of your, like the highlights Mm -hmm. um, in your highlights section on your profile page. So what it does is it allows you to not only have multiple presence and tell multiple stories, it also allows you to beat the algorithm. So that scrolling tends to be dictated by an algorithm, whereas stories tends to be more dictated by the user's actual usage. So the algorithm is a ton of different stuff going on, whether it's the hashtags you're using, the type of content someone's interested in, or how frequently they interact. Stories tends to be just how frequently they interact. So if you have, if you can get grab someone's attention and keep them coming back for more, your story every time you post is always going to show up there to them as a new story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the trend here is, you know, Instagram is quickly, quickly growing. Well, I mean, it, yeah. And if you if you know your audience, yes, uh, and that audience includes millennials, you need to be on Instagram. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And then I I really like the way you laid out sort of the two different channels within Instagram. You right. know the the grid, you know mm-hmm. where you're posting stuff, and that's more curated and it shows your brand. And mm-hmm. then the stories, which give you a behind the scenes, they're a little looser, a little less formal. Mm-hmm. And the stories actually uh, put you in a better position to show up in someone's. Uh, scroll exactly okay (laughs) it's a lot and they're always introducing new new uh, features too so exactly just like like we're talking about IGTV and one thing I'm curious about is you know so they launched it and I was not a first like I was not going to adopt it a first time a first adopter or whatever the trend I was excited about it I I went into it I'm like oh this sucks (laughs) (laughs) that's yes (laughs) so no seriously I went into it thinking this is going to be great and I just don't like the format of it. Right, right. Yeah. And so I do see I do see influencers using it in in a lot of uh, cases, especially retail or um, you know personality wise uh, influencers like lifestyle brands. But um, I will say that what they've done now is they've moved um, snapshots of the, uh, the the TV into the feed, so you can actually put it as a post and it shows up. Hmm. Um, I'm curious what like what the trends in the the data and stats will reflect from that because. For me, it sounds a little bit like people aren't 
using it and they're not really getting into utilizing it. And so Instagram is like, okay, well, how can we bring people into this? Mm. And I don't, I don't know if it's going to work. I think it's confusing. I, quite frankly, I think when you go over to Instagram TV, just look at their app. I haven't even used it. I, I, I tried it. And, and the problem is yeah. it's not, it's not intuitive. Like when you're on YouTube, mm-hmm. you can get a list of suggested videos and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Instagram doesn't do that. They just scroll things in front of you and you're kind of yeah. like, do I want that? No. Do yeah. I want that? No. Do I want that? No. But you have to do the work. You have to do the work yeah. to find your way around it. Whereas with, like I said, with YouTube, you'll get a bunch of suggestions and you, you'll see it all listed out. You can right, pick what you right. Want. Mm. If you're listening to Instagram, go with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So moving on beyond Instagram, which is a huge trend, and I think even service-based businesses should find ways to be on Instagram, which is a whole other podcast because (laughs) you do need visuals, but there are ways to do it. But moving on to the other trends, influencers kind of play right into Instagram because it's Mm -hmm. it's a place where you see a lot of influencer marketing. I I think Instagram may have started the whole idea of influencer marketing outside of the other you know, topics that we talked about with uh, spokespeople and, and celebrity endorsements and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I would agree that uh, uh, influencer marketing and in- Instagram pretty much go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you might see YouTube. We're talking yeah. a lot about YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we keep going to it. But yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I think it would be a close tie as to whether YouTube mm-hmm. was the, the uh, beginning of Maybe the they were the originals, yeah. But I, I don't know for sure. But I, <laughs> again, but you're also, I think you're also looking, and not to belabor it, but I think you're also looking at two different areas people that go onto youtube tend to go with longer form videos they're mm-hmm. going to be watching mm-hmm. yeah they don't have a problem watching a 10 15 minute video absolutely you're on instagram you're already held to one minute anyway right so right i don't know what is, what is instagram tv allowing nowadays i don't even know i'm not actually sure like i said i i am not a consumer of instagram of igtv and i'm not a producer yeah, so. I, I know posting a video directly onto instagram is limited to one minute mm-hmm. yeah i just don't know right instagram TV. Well, and even the stories i think I mean, you can post a long one, but it's going to be torturous for whoever's watching it. Yeah, I hate <laughs> it's that. Fifteen to fifteen to thirty seconds, but the, yeah. the little snippets are fifteen seconds. Agreed. Yeah. So. Yeah, there um, are a few that I that I show up on my story sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> and scroll. Yeah. I was uh, <laughs> I was sitting next to my nineteen year old daughter the other night, and she was going through her Instagram feed, and I seriously got vertigo watching her just scroll, Zoom. flip, scroll. Yeah, you know, I couldn't keep up. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> And oh, yeah. I got to wonder if, you know, what's driving what? Is the short attention span of millennials and, and even younger, the Generation Z, mm-hmm. driving the platform? Or is the platform driving the short attention span? And in, yes. in, in terms of marketing, I think. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Yes. I don't know if it's a good trend or not. It's kind of like when USA Today had to change their newspaper to be more like TV to keep people well, engaged I mean, in the newspaper. I mean, think about mm. it. We, we've talked about it in the past. Even when it comes to websites, people mm-hmm. will go on and pretty much decide within the first seven to ten seconds yeah. if they're sticking if around. That, yeah. If they're sticking around. And that's part of what right. we've become as a culture from yeah, Facebook. Yeah, it and might take them, you know, it's a short span of time to decide whether they're going to stay or not. But once they do, you can have long form material on, on a your website. website. Sure, sure. I don't, I mean, Instagram is just no, Instagram's not, not a long form platform. No, not at all. Not no, because we're talking about how much trouble they're having moving from, you know, uh, the, the grid and the feed to IGTV. And, you know, I'll watch about a minute of somebody talking to me on uh, in my feed, but then when it's like cuts off and it's like to see the rest, you have to go to IGTV. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. keep scrolling. That's why mm-hmm. uh, it's an inter- interesting trend that's been happening also is a lot more, less people have been 
uh, putting video up on Facebook for the same reason mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you're starting to get those breaks halfway through on the longer form the videos ads, the ads. with the ads. They're and, awful. And, and, and we're YouTube's advertisers. The, YouTube's the same way. And, yeah. What's that? YouTube's the same way. Uh, yes and no. But they're not interrupting in the middle. That's at the beginning, YouTube, right? YouTube, you could... The only ones you're going to get that on YouTube is the monetized channels, and they get to choose. Oh, they get okay. to choose where the the commercials go, whether it be in the beginning or the end of the video or okay. in the middle. Gotcha, gotcha. But when it comes to uh, non monetized channels, mm-hmm. ads won't show up in the middle. Like for instance, our, we use our YouTube channel because we're not uh, a monetized channel. You'll never see an ad. You'll see. You might see one at the very beginning when it opens up. Right. That's, but okay. Never cutting yeah. the middle ones. Okay. So anyway, I, I think. That actually, it brings, though, back to the point of influencers. While video is is great, but influencers can make these quick little pictures of them at a new Mm -hmm. location or a funny story, and it it drives that engagement. So it's also like being authentic, but then you're avoiding like that whole situation where the ads are popping up in a long video. It's just something Mm -hmm. quick, and people can take it in very quickly. And plus the hashtags on Instagram allow you to curate like a very uh, niche following mm-hmm. because, you know, who's going to be looking at a hashtag that says like Rhode Island foodie and not sure foodie In who's going to be looking at a hashtag. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it allows you to kind of narrow in your focus and reach the right people. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about Instagram is that you can't really direct traffic beyond it. it you really stay within the Instagram Because feed. they don't allow links, right? Yeah. So that's, until you get to a certain size, and then you can, um, yes. you know, you can have you swipe up in your stories or something like that. I yeah, I think it's more than that for Is the swipe up. But yeah. um, I think you could, do, and you can do it with paid ads. Yeah, and if you have a business profile, you can list your website. Yep, but it's not as like Facebook allows it to happen. I guess more right. Frequently. I mean, it's very easy. It's one click for somebody mm-hmm. to go off Facebook. Which, but you know, we also know that the um, the algorithm will reduce your reach. Will, you know, uh, there's there are limitations on Facebook as well. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, I think, forces you to sort of stay in that space as best they can. Yep. And so. so, with influencers, I would urge local businesses to use them. I think on in, you know Instagram is a great platform for them, mm-hmm. and it allows you to make that human connection with the brand. You see yeah. a face that's representing the brand. Absolutely. On the flip side, bots are not human, <laughs> but they are a trend. Yes, absolutely. So um, I think when we talk about bots, we um, we talked a little bit earlier about the limitations of those bots and sort of needing to have that human element behind them. But mm-hmm. when it comes to getting really quick questions answered or making contact with someone and feeling like you're actually being heard, bots are the perfect space for that. Like you just, you know, you have a question that you need answered and you click a couple of buttons and there you go, you know? It's almost like, I think a bot should be looked at as, sorry, Nicole, Mm -hmm. taking the place of like a form versus Mm -hmm. taking the place of a human. Yeah. So instead of going through this incredibly like painstaking process where you have to enter all this information, the bot can say, okay, this is your name. This is your email. Is this correct? Because it's grabbing that from social media. And the person just has to check yes instead of fill out the whole form. And then if it can get it to a customer service rep or get it into a CRM where that information can be quickly aggregated and give that person the answer they need, then it's, it's done its job. Uh, if it answers, you know, a quick question like, I need to see a menu if it's a restaurant. And the bot's like, okay, here's the link to the menu. Exactly. Instead of, because we get those types of questions all, all the, time the time on social media. <laughs> and it's like, just go to the profile, click the website link, and there you go. The menu right, right there. But, that's but if too a bot yeah. was there, a bot could get the menu to them before an actual human Absolutely. And I, answer. I think that's why we'll continue to see that sort of moving forward in the sense that you're, you know, describing. Um, I do think that the... Uh, the challenge will be not overloading people with automation mm-hmm. because the human element is still so important to social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more like 
just making it easier for them. Exactly. Not taking the place of a human. Yeah, agreed. So. In the just couple of minutes we have left, um, I was hoping Nicole might be able to touch a little bit, come back to LinkedIn yes. mm, and talk about, <laughs> since you're the... You're the, the LinkedIn, the local LinkedIn expert. Yes. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about ads and some uh, message strategies for LinkedIn. Yeah, so um, LinkedIn has gone through a lot of changes over the last year. We all probably know that and realize that. I know recently, you know, they added um, choices for responses on posts and things along those lines. And yeah, I'm not sure I <laughs> like those. So. They're not. They're not my favorite. Again, I I look at LinkedIn as um, a prime space to build relationships. That is what you're doing. B two B marketing, which is main the main point of LinkedIn. It is so important to build a relationship. Um, even beyond, um, you know, the short form content that you can consume on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter um, and the other big ones, Pinterest and everything. LinkedIn is all about relationship building. And so um, while advertising is growing on that platform, um, you have to you really have to already sort of have that relation, that growing relationship with the people that you're trying to advertise to. So I think it's a perfect space for B2B remark, um, remarketing. So sort of retargeting and coming up again to them, um, you know, maybe they visited your website and they wanted, they, they weren't ready to, to move through, but now you want to show up to them again and offer them something, offer them more than what they got while they were there the first time. Um, and in regards to the messaging strategies, um, I have strong feelings because it is also a, a sales platform, but I think people you know, salespeople specifically have a habit of focusing strictly on numbers and not on what that relationship they're actually building is. Mm. So they just, you know, send out a hundred messages and they know that statistically speaking, they'll probably get, you know, uh, 20, they'll probably get 20 people actually read the message and they might get, you know, five of those that are going to sort of interact with them. And, you know, out of that, they'll get one hit, which is fine, but it doesn't work. And over the long term, I mean, that's, that's, you really, really need to be, uh, focused on how is my message uh, curated to help someone? Right. I mean, it's a sh- the thing you described earlier. It's, it's a short game. It is. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you might get a one percent return. Right. If but you're lucky. if you take the long view and yeah. you develop those relationships, right, you're so definitely gonna get more than a one percent return. Yeah. It's like going to a networking event. Mm-hmm. It's professional, yes. and you shouldn't walk into a room and just like hand be, your like, business card out, spraying content <laughs> everywhere about yourself. Uh, like, right. Yeah. 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 That's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. You go to a well, network event and someone's just coming around shotgunning oh business cards. And we even, just leave them on the table. Cause yeah. It's like what are you, you going to do? You haven't talked to me. Nope. You haven't shown any interest in me. It's yeah. like. I have a good example that actually happened uh, this past week mm-hmm. where um, somebody sent me an in-mail message, which means they, you know, they paid for it in one way or another, whether it's through their profile because they have Sales Navigator or, um, you know, they actually bought a bulk of in-mail messages. So they paid to send me this message. And it was, um, I forget the name of the company, but it had to do with lead generating. And it was an interesting pitch. So I was like, all right, well, I want more information. Like, you know, can you let me know? Can you give me a little bit more information about this? Well, instead of writing me back, no one wrote me back. I started to get, my phone started to ring. And I got a voicemail from someone in Duluth, Georgia, that was telling me that so-and-so sent them my message asking for more information and they'd like to, to talk more and they'd like to book a demo. I didn't ask for any of that. Mm. I didn't ask for anyone to call me. I just wanted a little bit, you know, send me to your website because the website was missing. Um, so send Oops. me to your website, give me a little bit more info. I'm not ready to bite yet. And so that's an example of like one of the reasons we just 
um, harping back to chatbots just a little bit, is that can actually like give you a better idea of where your your person is in your sales funnel, as I'm putting up air quotes that no one can see, <laughs> um, <laughs> in your sales funnel. Um, yeah. So, you know, understanding that uh, a request for more information is not necessarily a request for a phone call. It might be a request for a follow-up message, though. And so, you know, sort of giving more than just, hey, I want to talk to you right now because I'm trying to, you know, book with you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to go back to that, you're just talking about the, the shotgunning of cards. Mm-hmm. The same thing fo- happens, I think, in LinkedIn world. That's exactly it, what it, I mean. It yeah. is... Well, no, I mean, somebody I may know that sends me a LinkedIn request and mm-hmm. I accept that request. Mm-hmm. Five minutes later, I get an email. No, I don't want you emailing me trying. I, I right. accepted you, but I may not be I'm interested at all in your stuff. Don't right. send me something unless I request it. Yeah. Because right. to me, that's the reason I don't like bots. Right. Because when you go to a website or sorry, a Facebook page and all of a sudden the bot's in there, how can I help you? I didn't ask for you. Yeah, it'd be I like meeting it. somebody for the first time <laughs> yeah. and them saying, hey, you want to buy a house together? Right. You're like, uh, uh, yeah. we're going fast you. here. I mean, right. a, a quick example, I just had somebody Facebook request me and I accepted Two minutes later, they're trying to sell me. Yeah, no, that's no. especially on Facebook. Are you kidding me? No. Like LinkedIn, it doesn't offer me any surprises because I think I've gotten used to it. And that's why, you know, with, with clients that I'm coaching through things, I say to them, um, you, your message back is not like your message back from that introductory message of, hey, I'd like to connect with you is not, here's everything I can do for you. Let me know how I can help you. It's, hi, how are you? I would love to talk more. Um, you know, this is... Uh, or this is who I am, but what I really want to know is who are you? Mm-hmm. Because it, you, you really need to put it back to them to get mm-hmm. back in touch with you. So so if you have to wrap it up on the trends, and, and so what do we, we have the STDs of social here, statistics, <laughs> trends, and data. Yep. If we have to wrap this up, Nicole... How we, we do, and, and we do and have we to do. wrap this up. That would be so, a yes. How? What would you tell businesses to do with the STDs of social media? <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Get checked. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so in regards to the STDs of social, you really need to make sure that um, you're paying attention to the the ongoing trends, stats, and data. You know, you know what's going on out there in your marketing world, and you're able to reach out to professionals, or you know, at least have some sort of uh, acumen to to get it done and to pay attention and, and know what you're doing. Right. Not all the trends are going to work for everybody. You some statistics are not going to apply to your business, right. but speak to someone and figure out which STD is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> which STD uh, is right for you? <laughs> if it lasts longer than three hours. Uh, but they're out there. The information's there. Find someone who can help you Absolutely. come up with a plan to Absolutely. put these trends in place yes. if needed. Yes. All right. All right. Time to say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Good night, Gracie. <laughs> with that, I guess uh, until next time. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook in our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.